friends, I'll be talking to you about modern Indian history. Uh, and modern Indian history as a topic is important both from the mains point of view as well as from the prelims point of view. And the importance of this topic uh, is not just, uh, you know, from the prelims examination or mean, from the mains examination in the history point of view. But let me tell you one thing very frankly. If you're reading history, it's important that you try and apply this in as many areas as possible. Even, say, when you're writing an essay. So to that extent, the, one of the first important things to know is that keep your mind open and you'll have to apply the same knowledge in very different areas, apart from obviously what you, you know, we deal with in terms of modern Indian history. Now, uh, to give you a brief understanding of what we're going to cover in modern Indian history and what is the weightage uh, of uh, the sections involved. So, modern Indian history will give you somewhere around six to eight questions in your prelims examination. Uh, and in the mains examination, uh, you have paper one, uh, which has history, geography, social issues, right? So, and art and culture. So, paper one uh, in your mains examination, which is 250 marks, uh, out of there, somewhere around questions worth around uh, 40 uh, to uh, 40 to 50 marks uh, maximum is what you can expect. So, uh, so four or five, four around roughly around four questions in the mains examination, let me say, and uh, some eight questions in the prelims examination is something that comes uh, from modern Indian history. Now, before we move any further uh, and, you know, start a discussion of the syllabus, what I'm going to do is I'll walk you through the syllabus first and tell you that which are the main topics uh, which are important from prelims point of view and mains point of view. Let me uh, clarify a few more things. One uh, is uh, that, you know, apart from what we are doing in the class, uh, you know, uh, so you'll, I'll be putting in a PPT for you as well as, uh, you know, what I'll be writing with you. So I want you to write some of the things that I'm writing and for the rest, uh, we'll rely on uh, some of the PowerPoint presentations. And apart from that, uh, also what is important to know is that what kind of questions which are asked in the prelims examination and the mains examination. So I'll discuss with you the last four years prelims examination questions uh, and also some of the mains questions uh, that have appeared. At the same point of time, we'll look at some more probable themes which can be asked in the future as well. Also, uh, so you don't need to, and when we talk about previous year examination question papers, a lot of students think that, you know, we need to do 10 years papers, 15 years papers for your prelims examination. No, just stick to the past four years because that is the more recent pattern. Okay. So we'll cover the questions from somewhere around 2011-12 uh, to 16-17. So that portion we'll cover. Okay, and I'll discuss those questions with you uh, as in the lectures itself. Also, from the means point of view, we'll be discussing some questions and also dictate you some more questions that probably can be important from your examination point of view. Now, uh, before we move further, uh, a lot of things uh, that come to everybody's mind is about the sources, right? You're all very concerned about which book to read, sir, which book not to read and all these things. So to answer that, one of the first important things to know about UPSC, I think, that you should have known by now, reading number of books is not important. Reading the same source multiple number of times is what is the need. So how do you get along with this whole dilemma of sources? Sir, should I read Spectrum Modern Indian History or uh, should I read uh, what? Bipin Chandra? Or should I read uh, something else? Or should I read uh, Palasi to Partition from Shekhar Bandapadhyay or some other source? 
see the answer to this question is you pick up one source and you stick to it so now that we're talking about the books that we need to cover let me just clarify which books you need to refer to so that you don't have to run from pillar to post trying to figure out which books to read which books to refer and not let me just span out firstly what all books are available in the market and so that once and for all we address this so in modern indian history the books that are available in the market actually comes in come in various shapes and sizes now the key author that is often referred to is bipin chandra now bipin chandra actually uh, is the one who has written the ncrts also the major work uh, the most thickest volume of bipin chandra uh, is the book which is available by the name of india's struggle for independence this is some roughly 350 to 400 page book this is comes in a blue cover and it is published by the penguin uh, publications also there is another variant of modern indian history book written by bipin chandra that uh, is also available in the market and that goes by the name of history of modern india this uh, comes uh, from the orient black swan publication this book comes from the orient black swan publication and uh, this is also a book uh, which is written by bipin chandra this is also a brief version uh, or a briefer version of the original book uh, that is this book so you see the bipin chandra actually has also written the ncrts these ncrts also are available in two forms the old ncrts and the new ncrts right so this lot of confusion student minds we have to read the books from 6 to 10 or 6 to 12 or 11th and 12th or the old ncrts or the new ncrts or uh, the thick bipin chandra india struggle for independence or the history of modern india but that's not all there are other books also available in the market right one of the ones that all of you probably would have heard about is the spectrum publications right also apart from this there's another book available in the market and that goes by the name of plasi to partition and this is by shekhar bandopadhyay now there are other also like bl grover now there are many books okay now why am i telling you all of this is firstly to so ask you cover the whole spectrum and cover and cancel out the books that you should not be probably harping upon and leave you only with very limited choices which you can pick from now before you get into the books first important thing to do is what is i am writing here with you so what would be the class notes that we'll be discussing and the class notes plus the powerpoint presentations or the ppts that are there for every topic that we're going to discuss so class notes and ppt are going to form the core that you have to have to have to read i would say even that is more than sufficient from your examination point of view but given the fact that for the sake of completeness a lot of you would want to refer to at least one book then in that case remember of all these options all of you have to stick if at all you want any book to stick only and only to one book i would say even what i'm doing in the class along with the ppts is more than sufficient but in case you want to refer to a book just choose one of all of these okay so the one book that you have to choose uh, i'm not telling you which one to choose i'm telling you which ones not to study now firstly this thick bipin chandra that is india struggle for independence by penguin publications is some 350 to 400 pages and actually a bit more now this is a thick book which unless and until you are a history optional student there is no need to read 
whatever are the relevant portions from this which are not given anywhere else uh, be rest assured i've covered that in the uh, in the class notes itself and also i'll be talking about those extra portions that are probably important from here uh, that you don't need to worry and uh, you know uh, struggle with a 450 page book to actually find that out i've done that in the class itself okay so you don't need to do that secondly again unless and until you are a history of the student don't read plastic to partition the relevant portions from plastic to partition which you need to cover from your mains examination point of view in general studies i've covered that in the class itself so you don't need to go hunting this book if you are a optional student then that's another matter now you left with two versions of bipin chandra we have uh, uh, you left with two versions of bipin chandra that is the ncrt or the history of modern india now the ncrt earlier older ncrt is are actually being uh, republished by orient black swan by this title the history of modern india so if you are reading the old ncrt or history of modern india that's one and the same thing i would recommend you to take to buy this book if at all you have to buy any bipin chandra book it must be the history of modern india why because it is a roughly 250 page book something that you can actually read and which will cover most uh, of the topics though it does not cover all the topics for example it does not talk very much in depth about uh, the mughal uh, decline of mughals or marathas etc but i have covered that in the class so don't jump books ki uh, in this book this area is not covered in this book this area is not covered that is why i am giving you the class notes which has actually the important points and summaries of all the topics from all the books okay you don't need to be going book hunting Also, if you want to pick one book, I will suggest you to pick the Orient Black Swan publication because with that so newer version of the old NCERT themselves. Okay. Now come to Spectrum. A lot of you would have heard from your seniors that Spectrum, so you have to read. You know, the only actual value addition that Spectrum does offer Spectrum is what? It's actually a summary of Bipin Chandra. The Spectrum is not written by a new historian on its own. Shekhar Mandapathy is a prominent historian, and Bipin Chandra is a prominent historian, not the writer of Spectrum. Okay, it's basically a summary. So, in Spectrum, the only value addition, if at all you want to read from Spectrum, if you're reading Spectrum, then don't read Bipin uh, Chandra. If you're reading Bipin Chandra, don't read Spectrum. Just read one. Okay, and if you have to, if you want to read Spectrum, because you've heard from so many people, the only real value addition in Spectrum is actually in the appendix section at the very last. Which is a summary, and this is also important, only useful predominantly from the prelims point of view, where you see that they have given a summary of key organizations, leaders, etc. of the revolt, key sessions of the Congress. That's important from prelims point of view. Now, the last book, B. L. Grover. Again, I would recommend you. It's not needed uh, if you are uh, preparing for UPSC uh, for GS examination. Uh, whatever are the few relevant portions from there, also I've covered in the class. So I would recommend you that if one has to choose, you choose. the history of modern india or you choose spectrum entirely your choice there is not much difference actually so that's it forget the rest of it don't talk to anybody about modern indian history and don't talk to them that okay i have to read from this also this also this also the only three things that you need to do is firstly class notes and ppts and then complemented with one book if at all you want to even if you don't do complemented with any book it's also okay but you want to choose one book it has to be the spectrum or modern uh, or the history of modern india uh, by orient black swan publication and that's the picture go and clarify this once and for all for you i've told you about a number of sources what is the take away from this the take away from this is the fact that finally what uh, you need to do is and
understand the process in which we are going to do this. The first step is that whenever I'm teaching or writing something, you write that with me. You go and revise what I've done in the class and the PPT. This is your primary and the most important source because this is where I'll give you the points that you can write in answers, not just a story. Because you can read a history book like a Harry Potter novel or ask and understand, oh, he came, then she came, then he came and one killed the other, the other killed the other. But we're looking here from an examination point of view. So we should know what points to keep in mind. How are we going to write this? And so this is your primary source that you're going to read again and again and again. But in case at times you feel that, oh, I would want to read it from a story point of view from a good source, then your source is Vipin Chandra, Korean Black Swan publication. Okay. So the first thing is this, this is plus or minus. Okay. Or some of you may be comfortable with even the spectrum, modern Indian history. The Spectrum Modern Indian History is basically a brief summary of Bipin Chandra itself. So, you can probably try and stick with this as well. So, these are the two things that you need to. So, these are the plus and the minus. This is only the second step. What I've told you is the first step. Okay. So, that's there. Now, the next important thing to keep in mind uh, is... Okay, so this is about the sources. The first important thing that comes to everybody's mind. The second important thing that you need to understand before we move any further is the understanding of the kind of questions that they ask. What you will understand when you will go with me through the lecture that the prelims, they ask a different variety of questions and in the means, they ask a different kind of question. So, we will have to see and understand that you know, the prelims demands a certain different style of preparation and the main demands a bit different. But at the same point of time, while preparing, we should prepare in an integrated manner where we are preparing for the means, keeping in mind the specific demands of the prelims examination as well. Okay, so that's there. Now, we'll see what exactly are the kind of questions which are asked in prelims examination and mains examination. But also, before we move any further, one another important general point that you need to keep in mind is what is not important from UPSC point of view. Firstly, personal controversies between leaders are not important. Secondly, what is not important is to try and remember each and every date, the name of each and every event or every battle. Only the key dates are what you need to remember and I'll point out that these are the key dates too. I'll also give you certain names and I'll, I'll say, I'll point out some five or six names but I'll also point out that in a particular period, these are the two names that you need to remember. So please decrease your information overload. Try to remember only the important names or the battles or the dates. Okay, nobody in UPSC, as we'll see, when we'll see the past four-year question paper, nobody asks you key, uh, you know, names in a very predominant manner. Okay, or unless until they're very important names. That we'll anyways discuss. So, keep with me on this and understand, uh, you know, trust me on this and understand that, you know, stick to names and dates only when it's necessary and only when I'm telling you to do so. So, the next thing uh, to keep in mind Okay, is to get a brief understanding of what is all is the syllabus that we're going to cover. Now, the syllabus that we're going to cover, let me give you a brief outline of what we're going to cover. See, uh, we're going to cover a period uh, from 1700 to uh, 
1927 in modern Indian history. Earlier, in the previous syllabus, before the syllabus changed, uh, it was uh, 1800, 1800 to 1947. What has been added newly in the syllabus of your UPSC since it changed was the period from 1700 to 1857. This is the period from which is a newly added syllabus in your modern Indian history, and this is asked both in the prelims and and uh, in the mains examination. However. This period of 1700 to 1857 is important more from the mains examination point of view and less from the prelims examination point of view. But this period from 1857 till 1947, this is important both for prelims as well as mains. And this is predominantly for mains, though some at some places even things are important from the prelims point. Of view. Okay, so that's there. Also. Before we move further, one thing that everybody talks about and keeps asking all the time is about answer writing, sir. How do we write answers? How do we write answers? So wait with me. Uh, once we go through two or three lectures, I'll take you also and talk to you specifically about answer writing as well. Okay. So let's uh, just get a brief overview firstly of what are all things are we going to cover and which are the important ones from the prelims or the mains point of view. See, in the 1700 period, uh, what we start is we don't talk about the Mughals. The Mughals are predominantly associated with the medieval era. So we don't talk about the Mughals, but we start from a uh, discussion from the topic of the decline of the Mughals. The decline of the Mughals that began with the death of Aurangzeb. So the de decline of Mughals is one important topic. But apart from the decline of Mughals, uh, uh, what we also talk about is some other states uh, in this uh, regional states in this period from 1700 to 1857. And these states are, for example, the Marathas, Mysore, Hyderabad, and so these are the four major important ones. Uh, there are other uh, states as well. For example, there are the Rajputs, uh, or there are the Sikhs. Etc. But our discussion will be primarily focused on the above four: the Marathas, Mysore, Hyderabad, and Bengal. Now, here also, uh, what you need to understand is uh, that there will be certain things which are more important, and I'll talk to you about them. But for example, in terms of Marathas, we'll talk about the Anglo-Maratha wars. In terms of Mysore, we'll talk about the Anglo-Mysore wars. In terms of Hyderabad, we we'll talk about uh, the Carnatic wars. And in terms of Bengal, we'll talk about the Battle of Plassey and Baksar. So we'll see that from your mains point of view, uh, there are some things that are important always uh, in this period, and these are the things that are important for all these things. You know, for decline of Mughals, Maratha, Mysore, Hyderabad. What were the causes? What were the causes? That were responsible for each of these things. Whether the wars between, uh, what were the causes for the Anglo-Maratha wars? What were the causes for the decline of the Mughals? Or what were the causes for the Battle of Plassey, etc. So this one important thing is to understand the causes of any particular event. The second important theme is not just to talk about the causes, but also uh, to talk about uh, certain other. Relevant thing themes. Uh, the other relevant themes that we need to talk about, uh, apart from causes, is impact, or what was the impact of these wars, etc., on uh, on the political structure of India at this point of time. Also, we do some comparisons. What are the what do I mean by comparison? A comparison, say, of a Mughal structure of administration, say, with that of the. Marathas. 
so comparison the mughal structure of administration with that of the marathas or that of uh, mughals with that of mysore so we will talk about these things these comparisons are important because they have been asking some questions in a comparative format also in your mains examination and i told you that this is a area which is important more from the mains examination point of view also we'll talk about some other things as well which are important from the prelims point of view but there's a brief overview of this period coming on to the period of 1800 uh, coming on to the period of 1800 to 1857 uh 1800 to 1947 let's put it this way uh what is important here what is important here is firstly to understand that there are in the period uh, from 1800 to uh 1857 uh there are a certain number of things firstly is the socio religious reform movements that we will talk about for these social religious reform movements uh, here we'll talk about a number of uh, you know different reform movements that were happening in india from 1800 onwards and this is an extremely important topic both from the prelims as well as mains point of view where they ask you about certain key characteristics of the major social reform movements of this time at the same point of time uh, they ask you uh, the the implications of some comparisons are important uh, of 19th century social movements with 20th century social movements etc or how effective were these social movement reform movements etc from your means point of view so this is a topic which is important from both prelims and means point of view apart from this we'll also talk about here about certain tribal revolts certain peasant revolts and a comparison of the two also and when we talk about these tribal revolts and peasant revolts we also talk about the causes for these revolts etc so this is something that is also important and uh, this is important both from the prelims as well as the mains point of view then uh, we'll talk about some other important topics as well what are they uh, in this period we'll also talk about some a very very important topic that's uh, given uh, repeated questions in the past four or five years uh, and it's anyways a very singularly important topic about uh, british rule in india and that is the economic impact of british rule extremely important both from your prelims as well as from your mains point of view uh the reasons for this economic impact what were the policies that the british adopted etc that's important also we'll talk about and this is important both from prelims and mains point of view also we'll talk about certain administrative policies of the british what are these administrative policies of the british that i'm talking about here we'll talk about for example the role of railway uh, we'll talk about for example the role of the police uh, and uh, the way of administration or the way of organization of the policing structure or the way of organizing of their civil services or the way of organizing of their judiciary or their policies towards education or we'll also talk about the charter acts that the british brought all of this this is important more from the prelims point of view 
So this is more of the prelim stuff, which is definitely important. And we'll talk about that. Economic impact of the British rule itself is a very large and a very significant topic that we in any ways talk about. So these are, you know, uh, some of the key things which are important in the 1800 to 1857 period. And definitely there have been questions in your mains examination from the war of 1857 and its significance uh, and its analysis, its strengths, its weaknesses, its causes, etc. So this is also a topic which is important both from the prelims and means for the view. And that's for the 1800 to 1857 portion. Now, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the portions from 1857 to uh, 1947. And what are the important topics uh, in this period? Now, why am I giving you this overview? You would be thinking. Because, see, one of the first important things of doing a precise study is to know what is important and then read not the other way around, that you first read and then try to figure out, oh, this is important or that is important. So what you need to understand is that you first should know before you read that this is what is important. And then you try and understand the topic from that expectation for the view. That's why I'm giving you this overview. Now, important thing uh, in this period uh, from 1857 to 1947, uh, is that after 1857, we talk about, for example, specifically from 1885, is uh, the formation of the Congress and the differences between the Congress leaders in terms of moderates and extremists. We'll also talk about why the Congress was formed, the safety wall theory, the lightning conductor theory, etc. So, the formation of Congress, moderates and extremists, the differences between them, the differences between moderates and extremists are important from both the prelims and uh, the means point of view. Uh, that we'll talk about. Also, we'll talk about some other uh, related uh, things in this period and that is, for example, uh, the legislative reforms that the British brought about. And we'll talk about certain legislative reforms from this period onwards. Uh, we'll see, for example, the Council Acts that the British brought. One in 1861 that we'll see 1861-1862 and the other in 1892. So we'll talk about two important council acts here, some important points of them. They are important predominantly from the prelims perspective. Okay, so uh, in 1885 we'll talk about this. Then uh, the, during the 1885 to 1905 uh, period we'll talk about certain other events as well. Then in 1905 we talk about the partition of Bengal, the role of Congress within it, why did partition of Bengal happen in the first place or what were the reasons for this and uh, what was the impact of this. All of this is important. There have been questions from this in the prelims as well as the mains examination. Uh, we'll see in terms of impact that we'll also talk about uh, something that is important and uh, that is uh, the more limit to reforms. Uh, in terms of impact, we'll talk about many things, but in terms, one of the important things is the modern into reforms, and this is what led to the Council Act 1909. So, uh, the key characteristics of this Council Act 1909, this is important from the prelims point of view, as well as its impact is important from the means point of view. We'll talk about that so as well, and we'll also do some comparisons at this point of time. So. That's there. So the partition of Bengal is a very important event. Uh, reasons for it, events after it. We'll also talk about some very important things here 
and they are some congress sessions from here we'll talk about some important congress sessions we'll talk about the 1906 session of the congress and its significance and questions have been asked from here in the prelims examination before we'll talk about the 1907 split of the congress and this is something also that has been asked before in your prelims examination the volumental reforms were in 1909 so this period is extremely important uh, because it quiz questions in both the prelims and the mains examination then we'll talk about uh, something that is for the period from 1910 to uh, 1920s and what are what are the things that we'll talk about here and are important for example is the impact of world war 1 we'll see the impact of world war 1 on the indian freedom struggle and uh, because this topic is important from the means point of view but within it we'll talk about the gadar party or we'll talk about other things also uh, like uh, the home rule league why were these things formed what were their aims how did they work all of this is important from the prelims point of view also we'll talk about you know uh, other things in this period also like the lucknow pact and the reunification of congress so this is also something that is an important topic uh, and this is in 1916 this is an important topic from your mains uh, both the prelims as well as the mains point of view we'll also see about uh, some other key events that led up to the non cooperation movement in this period we'll talk about for example a number of key related things like the rollet act we'll talk about the khilafat question okay the rollet act the khilafat question or uh, we'll talk about also some important another set of reforms that they brought after 1909 that the 1909 reforms were the monumental reforms after the monumental reforms almost a decade later they bought the montego chemsford so and here we'll compare this with monumental because these comparisons are important if we need to remember them so that's also something that we're going to talk about what else are we going to talk about in this period we will see how the lucknow pact rollet act khilafat question montego chemsford reform and the rollet act which eventually led to the jallianwala bag wala bag massacre all of these reasons together led to the non cooperation movement but before we talk about non cooperation movement the singular person who's often considered as very crucial uh, to the launch of the non cooperation movement is gandhi and we talk about the arrival of gandhi now one thing let me tell you 2 uh, minutes to gandhi gandhi there two there's there few things that you can't do without in upsc one of them is gandhi you need to know each and everything about gandhi and his political views on every topic whether it is on women whether it is on education whether it is on the freedom struggle whether it is on non violence whether it is on industrialization whether it is on local governance whether it is on kind of administration whether what are his views on technology what are his views on environment why am i saying so not one paper passes in one year that there is no question on gandhi or something related to gandhi in your history section or there will be is going to be a question on related to gandhi in your ethics section or you're going to have an essay on a topic that is related to gandhi so you can't do without gandhi understanding gandhi is crucial and a good part of your understanding of gandhi would happen in your ethics section and in your history section so we're going to discuss gandhi in good amount of detail and its implications will be there in every other paper okay so we'll talk about gandhi and uh, in your history section they've asked 
almost every alternate year, one thing or the other thing of Gandhi in the prelims or in the mains examination. So you just can't do without Gandhi. So the Gandhi is the one who's, uh, whose role comes, becomes critical for the launch of the non-cooperation movement in 1921. And we'll see some important events associated with the arrival of Gandhi, such as, uh, such as the Champaran Satyagraha or the Kheda or the Champaran Satyagraha or the Kheda Satyagraha the Ahmedabad mill strike, all of these things that we'll talk about. And these are all events from 1917 to 1918. So this is also an extremely important thing. But, and they've asked questions from this in your prelims examination before, and also in, your, in the mains examination. But we'll also talk about something that have not asked a question before on, but is an extremely high value area for the coming exams in 2017, 18, etc. Okay, so what are these extremely important topics uh, from Gandhi, which are which have not been asked before but are likely to be asked in the future, uh, is about Gandhian experiences in South Africa. And what role does Gandhian experiences in South Africa play in shaping his viewpoints that led to the freedom struggle and led to his important role in the freedom struggle? So that is also something that we'll talk about. Okay. So Gandhian experiences in South Africa is something that is extremely important. That's also something that we'll talk about. Let's move on to the period from 1921 till 30. In the period from 1921 till 30, uh, uh, what we talk about uh, are a few things. Uh, the period from 1921 to 1930 uh, will basically see some important things happening. For example, we will see uh, the, the rise of revolutionary revolutionary terrorism or what we also called as militant nationalism. So the rise of revolutionary terrorism or what we call as militant nationalism. Now what is this? Uh, here we'll talk about, for example, the role of uh, the Hindustan Republican Association or which became the HSRA and which had people like Bhagat Singh, Chandrasekhar Azad, etc. And what led to or what were the reasons uh, which led to the rise of militant nationalism during the 1920s? We'll talk about that. We'll also uh, talk about during the 1920s uh, about certain other uh, major events and what are these other major events that we'll talk about? Uh, we'll also talk about not just Bhagat Singh, uh, Chandrasekhar Azad's role of militant nationalism uh, in North and Central India, but we also talk about militant nationalism in Bengal. And here we'll talk about the Chittagong Armory Raid. And this was in Bengal, this was led by Surya Sen and others, so we'll talk about this as well. And the Chittagong Armory Raid is important. Uh, because of another very important reason and that is because of the role played by women in this part in this part of militant nationalism now as i told you right women and gandhi's topic that you can't do without in the last five years the vast questions thrice on the role of women in the Indian freedom struggle, either in the present examination or in the mains examination. They've asked questions like the contribution of women to the non-violent phase of the freedom struggle. That's a different question. They've asked questions like contribution of women uh, to the militant phase of the freedom struggle. That's another question. That's another different question is the contribution of women associations or women organizations to the Indian freedom struggle. That's a third different question. Okay, so similarly sounding but actually different questions can be framed from the role of women in the Indian freedom struggle. So that we'll talk about. And uh, that's an extremely important topic. 
one of that, uh, you know, one of the major incidents where women played a significant role, we'll see in the militant phase, is that of women, uh, is that of uh, the Chittagong army raid. So that's important. Now, apart from this, uh, so that's about revolutionary terrorism or militant nationalism. Then, apart from this, the revolutionary terrorism and militant nationalism, the next important thing uh, that we'll talk about, especially in the context of Bhagat Singh and others, is the role of left in Indian politics. So we'll talk about this also, the role of left in Indian politics uh, at this point. Also, what is important here is specifically some things like in happening in 1927 or in 1928 or in 1929. 1927, we talk about the Simon Commission, why did it come, what was its significance, and this is important from your prelims point of view. In 1928, we talk about the Nehru Report, or which is the Motilal Nehru Report, and this is also important, extremely important from your prelims point of view. Also, we talk about in 1929 of the Lahore session of the Congress. And the Lahore session of the Congress is extremely important. There have been questions from this in the prelims examination. And also, you see that other sessions also that we've talked about. You know, the 1906 session, we'll see was important. The 1907 session. They ask a number of questions in the prelims examination from these sessions saying that uh, the 1906 session of the Congress was important because, and they will give you four options. They'll give, they'll say the same. That the 1929 session, uh, the Lahore session of the Congress was important because, and they'll give you four options and you have to choose the reason. So we'll see why these sessions are important. Uh, and uh, so these are the important sessions that we'll talk about from this period. And then eventually we see that in 1930 uh, to 1940 period, what are the important things? So the 1930 to the 1940 period is important uh, because first we'll talk about the civil disobedience movement here. The CDM, I'm writing for short. Don't write any answers in short, but I'm writing it in short. The civil disobedience movement, that's something that is important here. Apart from the civil disobedience movement, uh, what were the causes, what were the issues picked up, etc., its significance that we'll talk about. Uh, what is important and extremely important uh, is uh, the roundtable conferences. And we'll talk about the impact of the roundtable conferences that happened. The roundtable conferences, let me tell you here itself, were basically to discuss the Simon Commission report. So we'll talk about the roundtable conferences and the Gandhi-Ambedkar debates. Ambedkar debates, which eventually led to the Pune Pact. Okay. This is all happening from the period from 1930 to 1935. So we'll talk about this. And the Pune Pact, Gandhi Ambedkar debates, this is extremely important from your prelims as well as from your means point of view. Uh, and we'll see, for example, the vast question in your means examination of a comparison of viewpoints of Gandhi and Ambedkar. So some comparative questions on key political leaders and their political ideas can also be asked. There was a question in 2015 about Gandhi and Ambedkar and their comparison, there was a question in 2016 about Gandhi and Bose. So in the coming years, you can expect more different questions. Some on some more comparisons, this are, which are possible. So we'll talk about that, them as well. So the Gandhi Ambedkar comparison, their viewpoints on untouchability, caste, reform. This is also something that will be useful in your social issues section. Okay, so that's why I'm saying that this is an extremely important topic. Now, 
in the 1930-35 period uh, is the extremely important topic that was the question both in prelims and means on this and that is on the Government of India Act 1935. The Government of India Act 1935. This, uh, the key points about this are important for the prelims point of view. Its significance to the Indian constitution has about the question and this has been asked in your mains examination before. So the Government of India Act 1935 is also important. Then we talk about the period uh, then we talk about the period from 1935 to 40 and here we talk about the elections of 1937 and its significance that's something that we will talk about also uh, we'll talk about uh, the events uh, that followed after this for example in the 1939 uh, with the outbreak of world war ii you basically see what is the response of congress in this and uh, then from 1939 onwards, we start seeing some other events which are related to this. Another important thing that we see is the impact of World War II on the Indian freedom struggle. And this is freedom struggle. And this is extremely important from your means point of view. We'll talk about this uh, in a while again. Let's talk about the period now uh, from the 19th. 1940 period. Okay, so I just told you, right, uh, that the impact of World War II on the Indian freedom struggle is important and this 1940 to 47 period has thrown repeated questions in your mains examination. Repeated questions. Why? There are two reasons. We often, why the time by we come to an end, uh, you know, of our discussion, we are like, bus, let's get the azadi that we have been looking for and you know, just skip over this or just loosely read through this. So from the main examination point of view, they have asked repeated questions from this. Okay. Also, there are some things which are very important from the prelims point of view here. So for example, 1940 onwards, on the one side we see, for example, World War II that's, and its impact on the freedom struggle, this is important. Why also this is important? Because in the future, they can ask you questions like this, which link world history to modern Indian history. And in world history, for example, you're seeing World War II and its impact on the Indian freedom struggle. So that's a question that can link world history to modern Indian history. Because in the previous year, uh, for example, 2015, they asked you the question that how did the Russian revolution impact the post-independence economic planning in India? So that is the way that they are trying to ask new questions. And why are they trying to do this? That why are they trying to link world history to modern Indian history or post-independence history? They are trying to do this because of two reasons. Firstly, history is a static portion. History is a static portion, so things don't change, right? But at the same point of time, if they want to make new questions and they, and they want to ask two things in one question, then the best way is to combine the two. Also, remember, I told you, right, that they have some, the whole of history, actually, uh, it's some around 80 to 90 marks out of 250 marks in your mains examination. So in 90 marks, they have to ask modern Indian history also, they have to ask world history also, they have to ask post-independence history also, they have to ask art and culture also. How can they do all of this? They can do all of this only when they start combining them together. So we'll also look at these interlinkages, the World War II and its impact on the Indian freedom struggle. So that's something that is important from your examination point of view. So we'll talk about that. But there are other things.
things also which are important from this period. For example, we saw we'll talk about the August offer, and this is the time when the uh, British start making certain offer to Indians of uh, devolution of power. So we'll talk about the August offer. We'll talk about the Cripps mission. Okay, the August offer, the Cripps mission, and how all of these lead to the Quit India movement. And the significance of Quit India movement, why it broke out, important leaders, etc. Then we'll talk about, you know, after you know after the Crips mission, we talk about also the Weibel plan. All these were offers that the British made to India. Or we'll after the Weibel plan, we'll talk about other important thing. For example, like the Cabinet mission plan. Or after that, you know, 1945, 1946. Is the cabinet mission plan? Then we'll talk about the Mountbatten plan and partition and freedom, etc. So, uh, what is important here, from your prelims point of view, they ask you what was the proposal of the August offer? What did the Cripps mission propose? What led to the Quit India movement? So, for example, they've given a question in a prelims examination as a simple question that the failure of which of the missions led to the Quit India movement? The August offer, the Cripps offer, the Weibel plan, the cabinet mission plan. Some simple questions are also asked from this. Period. So, the significance of the Quit India movement, uh, reasons for it, which are include, which include the failure of the Cripps mission, etc., are important. Then we talk about certain important points of the Weibel plan and of the Cabinet mission plan. These are important topics from your prelims examination point of view. But it's, it's not just the prelims, as I told, right? That this is an area where you have extreme importance of topics from your mains examination point of view. What are these? Firstly, is the role of the Royal Indian Navy mutiny and the INA trials. For example, we'll also talk about Subhash Chandra Bose here and his role in the Indian National Army and uh, how the, what role the INA played in the freedom struggle and the role of the INA trials in the Royal Indian Navy mutiny that happened in 1946. So the INA trials, the Royal Indian Navy mutiny, they've asked the significance of these repeated twice in the main examination the past five years. If you know, the Rajasabha TV uh, has recently produced a movie also on these events that's called Ragdesh. Okay, so I mean these are important topics and that, and most of the time we often miss out on this, and that is why they ask questions from what I call as. Fringe areas in the mains examination. In the mains examination, they've often been asking questions from the so-called fringe areas, which are important, which are important, but at the same point of time, they uh, are often missed out by us. Okay, so the role of the Red Mutiny, INA trials, this is important. We'll also, for example, talk about here is the role of women again in the militant nationalism phase uh, that we'll talk about here. That's important. Also, uh, the Whole issue of communalism and partition. This is important from the mains examination point of view. For example, they've asked the question before that what's the partition of India inevitable, or uh, was something that was completely unavoidable. So you have to give an answer, and it's not just merely your personal opinion, but basically you also have to justify it. With facts, so even that is important. Communism and partition. Then, uh, what is important? I just told you is the Royal Indian Navy mutiny uh, and the INA trials, which is important. The role of women again in this period becomes increasingly uh, important. As we, you know, end uh, till 1947, there are some more important topics, you know, especially from your mains examination point of view, which I again call as fringe areas. Uh, that they ask and they can ask again in the mains examination or related thing. For example, uh, the role of.
trials which are important the role of women again in this period becomes increasingly uh, important as we you know end uh, till 1947 there are some more important topics you know especially from your mains examination point of view which i again call as fringe areas uh, that they was and they can ask again in the mains examination or related thing for example uh, the role of industrial class or one could say the capitalist class and the working class in the indian freedom struggle indian freedom struggle that i'm writing in short okay indian freedom struggle the so role of the working class and the industrial class in the indian freedom struggle the role uh, of women as i've already told you is important in the indian freedom struggle also is uh, certain other uh, uh, topics uh, that are important is uh, not just role of women but also uh, or role of industrial class but also they can ask about the role of the backward class movements in the indian freedom struggle this is also a interrelated question that can come here for example the vast questions in 2015 and 16 uh, like what would have been the shape of the freedom struggle if gandhi was not there was not there so they are asking such evocative questions as well so if gandhi was not there would not have been there what would have been the shape of the freedom struggle so they can ask a similar thing about ambedkar as well devas comparisons of gandhi and ambedkar devas comparisons of gandhi and bose already they can ask future comparisons of nehru and bose okay that's a probable area they can also ask comparisons of nehru and patel but the comparison of nehru and patel something is that comes in post independence history after 1947 so i'm not going to discuss that here but i'm telling it to you so that you can keep your mind open so some of these comparisons can ask uh, can be asked also because they were asked questions such as like what would have been the shape of the freedom struggle if gandhi would not have been there they can ask a similar question about ambedkar as well so even this is important okay so these are some you know some of the fringe areas that i'm <laughs> pointing out to you which are important uh, and uh, Uh, we'll talk about some more areas as we move forward but remember you know if you keep the fringe in mind this is from where you will find the main examination question because in mains examination they don't ask you simpler questions like what were the causes for non cooperation movement or what was the causes for civil disobedience movement no they'll ask you they'll ask you a question for example is that what was the impact of or what would have been the shape of gandhi what would have been the shape of the freedom struggle if gandhi was not there or how did gandhian experiences in south africa affect the indian freedom struggle okay or how did the backward class movements affect the indian freedom struggle so the fringe areas are important from the mains examination point of view because they know if you come into the mains you definitely know what led to the quit india movement so you see basic questions more basic question in the prelims examination more nuanced question in the mains examination that's the approach okay and uh, as far as answer writing is a concern all of this uh, we'll discuss that once uh, you know we've done two or three major topics so that i can give you examples also uh, one thing before we close this introduction 
uh, as I must tell you, is that don't read from three sources. Read from one source, but read thrice. That's what is important. Okay. So this completes our introduction. Now uh, we'll start with the first chapter, and that is the decline of the Mughals.